Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host again this week, uh, Mortz, and I'm joined, uh, as I am every week, by everyone's favourite Twitter, uh, Twitter loser, I should say, uh, Southo Dan. How you doing, buddy? Mate, that's very hurtful. And after, it's been an incredibly stressful week, to be honest, Terry. Mate, you've just been getting roasted from pillar to post. I just, I cannot take a trick on Twitter. It's been amazing, but I bring it upon myself. But the reason it's been stressful is I didn't think we were going to sign Jesse Ramian. Then we did sign Jesse Ramian. Yeah, yeah, just just proving that the elites go to the elites. Um, but how, apart from the uh, the stress of everyone absolutely just giving it to you left, right, and centre, how how's the rest of your week been? Oh, mate, I'm an attention horse, so I love it. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's been fantastic. How about yourself? Can't complain, buddy. Uh, I, I believe you've got some uh, podcast stats for us. What did our listens get to last week? Uh, look, well, um, I, I can't believe it. 8,972 listens. That's, that's pretty incredible. And that, that's not bad considering we had a Dragons fan on. That's fantastic, really. Like, well, I'm in shock. I reckon we're, we're going to get double the listens this week because we have an absolutely fantastic guest joining us. Uh, all the way from uh, Townsville himself, it's... Uh, You'll know him on Twitter as McCowboys. Tonight we're referring to him as Brandon. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, guys. How you going? Yeah, can't complain, mate. Thanks, mate. I've got to correct you on that Townsville thing, buddy, but uh, Serena, it is. I'm not a, I'm not a Townsville boy. No, nah, that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Townsville, Serena, that'll do. <laughs> we're all North Queenslanders, mate. Yeah, that's it. We, we love it. Um, are you born, born and raised in the, in the Territory up there? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Borumba. Okay. Uh, you know, home, home of the great Josh Hannay. Oh, yeah, brilliant, Sharks legend. Josh Hannay. Yeah, Sharks and Guy Mee, Gorilla legend, Josh Hannay. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you no, what. I spent uh, most of my life around around these parts, uh, Morumba, Mackay, Serena. Yeah, cool. I tell you, I, I, going back to Josh Hannay, I, I don't know about you, Dan, but when we signed him, I was absolutely stoked. We needed a centre. Didn't we sign him fresh out of Origin? Yeah, he, he, he played he played Origin and then we picked him up and uh, Stuart Raper signed him and then he got sacked and Ricky came in and was like, no, nah, this guy's no good and sent him to play for, play for Guy Mere Gorillas. Gorillas, what a, uh, what a, what a stark turnaround for uh, Josh Hannay. Sorry, we, we killed your uh, hometown hero, mate. Yeah. Oh, no, but he, uh, did, he did say Clinton Schafowski as well. you you did say he won't be the last player you boys kill I'm sure yeah well you (laughs) Uh, wait wait for my first question mate yeah (laughs) I don't feel asking it at all Uh, Clinton Schafowski you said as well from the area yeah 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 he was a he was a yeah yeah, I liked him he was he was not bad as well so hey had two pretty good players um so yeah, we're we're going to review the uh, North Queensland Cowboys uh, season for you, and sorry to bring up some painful memories. Um, but yeah, see, uh, he's always bringing up that old stuff. I can't believe it. Uh, as as we in the past, man, you got to you got to get into the future. You got to look ahead. Yeah, that, no that, point looking behind can't change that. That that's towards the end of the uh, <laughs> that's towards the end of the podcast. Um, what were your expectations going into two thousand and nineteen? Like most hardcore fans, mate, uh, premiership all the way. You yeah. know, undefeated season. Um, you know, all the all the records tumbling, um, point scoring records, everything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no JT, no worries. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, with that, yeah, with with, with yeah. no with no JT and, uh, and an undefeated season is the expectations. I guess there was a lot of disappointment that came through the season then. straight up a lot of uh, um, memories from the year before started coming in um, you know it is what it is yeah I, I think you know the main reasons are, you know it's pretty well documented most of the, the top commentators and things you know I, I think it was just those uh, bloody cartoon horn uniforms they were wearing mate <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Cartoon horn uniforms, 2018, 2019, bottom of the ladder. Yeah, right. Um, so you, you, you mentioned the start of the season. You, you beat the Dragons 24-12, and then you had a string of really poor losses, 29-10 to the Broncos. Uh, the Sharks went to Townsville and absolutely battered you, 42-16. Uh, you lost to the Raiders. You lost to the Storm. Then you, oh, close game against the Storm. You go over to New Zealand and beat the Warriors, and and people are starting to think the season's going to turn around. Then you go home and lose to the Bulldogs. Was that was yeah, that how that's, this? That, that's, that, that's the biggest disappointing loss of the season for sure. That one. We had a string of a, a few games there where we could. Uh, if we were good enough, we should have been able to um, put them away. But yeah, that that Bulldogs one yeah. early on in that little that little window that we had um, yeah just knocked the wind out of everyone I think yeah right you got any questions Dan um yeah actually before in the pre-season mate Ben Barber the signing and the sacking <laughs> don't we're trying not to get sued tonight please but you got any thoughts yeah thanks thanks uh, you know shark legend yeah um, shark. he brought yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it was one of those things, uh, you know, a lot of people said it was going to happen, a lot of people hoped it wouldn't happen, it did happen, and yeah, that, that obviously, uh, someone that important in the team, in the spine, spending the pre-season training in that position, um, you know, it's going to, it's going to cause you a few hiccups, um. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dan, because... I, I had literally forgotten that Barber had signed and got sacked from the Cowboys. He's not even on my run sheet. So, uh, good pick up there. And I guess a, distra- a disruption into the season. But as we said, you started round one with a, a very good win. And then you just had that that string of, of poor losses. Was there a JT hangover in the opening rounds? Oh, you, you couldn't really say that because, you know, last year we were pretty much the same. And, and he was there, so... Yeah. Um, you know, unless 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 the great man had a bit of a hangover himself, um, you couldn't really put it down to that. Uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of excuses, I guess, um, injuries and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we had we had the floods early on in the year too. That that yes. sort of knocked the preseason around a little bit. And I think uh, you know that that first game they had, they were all pretty high on emotion off the back of that. Um, but yeah, I think as, as the season went on and, you, and you're kind of looking at them, uh, fitness to me the, for the last couple of years seemed to seem to play a big part. You know, they, it wasn't for a lack of trying. A lot of the guys are, uh, are busting their, their ring gear out there, but just dropping off. You know, just just seemed to be gassed all the time, real early. Um, you know, uh, whether whether that's something to do with it, training. Uh, things like that, you know, it's, it's just, um, yeah, yeah the, the longer, you know, you go back to when we when we took the comp out, you, you, we were never out of it right up until the, the siren, but uh, this year, it was, uh, you know, if they, if they were close within the last 20 minutes, they were running us down every time. Yeah, right, okay. Um, yeah, it's, and... and- you know, going through the season, there was a, a point where people were saying, if the, if the Cowboys could just get it together, you know, there was still time for you to get into the the, the finals. And I can't remember who you beat the week before. I've just I've just locked my phone at the moment, but you started to get a bit of momentum, and then you went to Campbelltown and got absolutely battered by the Tigers. The season that was that was that it was that when you called life support on the season after that loss. Um, I mean, you know. I would take it all the way back to Canterbury. It was early in the season, but just that that performance, um, you know, you, you were kind of hoping from that point for signs of rebuild, you know, making get combinations together and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I honestly didn't think we had much of a chance after that loss, just the way that that loss... Yeah, yeah Bulldogs were pretty ordinary, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, and and at that point they were they were the benchmark for ordinary in the comp, and you know it was you know whether it was complacency or whatever, but they 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 um, you know credit to them they took us out, and after that 
uh, you know, there, there was a few wins, like you said, and sort of just kept us, you know, all the mathematicians were out, you know, how do we make the eight? But uh, if we did scrape into the eight, you know, it, was, it wasn't going to be a 2017, she was going to be a first round. See you later. Yeah, we know how that feels. Yeah, um, exactly. Right. <laughs> just... just... Just, just before we, we cross over to Dan, just to let you know that it, it wasn't just you that the Bulldogs uh, beat. It happened to the best of us, mate. So, um, <laughs> I, can, so I can see you there, Dan. What do you got? Yeah, just a couple of questions, mate. But first, first of all, it wasn't all doom and gloom. You guys did come second in the 4X Cup that yep. Terry and myself organised. So, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, I didn't do my research. So, who was your halfback this year? <laughs> Morgan. At what, at what time of the year? <laughs> Morgan. Morgan. Pick your worst halfback. Worst halfback. Uh, I know where you're going I with don't, this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is would you swap in for Chad Townsend? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't give him away. No, on a serious question. Um, you guys did sign someone to replace Ben Barber eventually. Be- Terry was a big fan going in the season. Mm. I-, I too became a big fan. Scotty Drinkwater, mate. He uh, he looks the goods. What do you make of his season? Oh yeah, for sure. No, he come in. He come in uh, a bit too late for us, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he always did something. He always looked dangerous. He was uh, he was the guy at the back for sure. Yeah, it's when when. Uh... When he got injured and then the the storm sort of brought in Jerome Hughes and then found Ryan Pappenhausen, I was always going to be interested in, in where Scotty Drinkwater went. And when he went to you guys, I thought, you know, if he, if he gets a good run at fullback behind a, a good forward pack, you got a player there. And you saw signs of what he can do. He did have an error in him. He's not the biggest human being. His defense is a little bit shaky, but he just he's an attacking live wire. And I think, I think if you can get... A really good team and and a decent set of halves that can play to you know can play a good structure and just let him attack. You're on a winner, um, but I've I've bookmarked uh, Scott Drinkwater to to talk about later because there's another player that we're going to speak about who who might just throw a bit of a spanner in the work for a uh, for old Drinkwater. But um, my next question for you is: Paul Green still the man to lead you guys going forward? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, he hasn't he hasn't used up all of his chips, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, you guys probably should know better than anyone else. Once you get that long-awaited premiership win, you, yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone uh, that brought it, you know, they all of a sudden um, uh, a, a favoured, maybe even a little bit longer than they should be. Yeah. Uh, but you know. It, and, and you think back to before you even win the premiership and you'd say, you know, someone would come to you and say, you know, I'll, I'll do your deal. You can guaranteed win a premiership, but then you've got to be at the bottom of the table for the next five years. At that time, you'd take it, yeah. you know. On the other side, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a harder proposition, but, you know, yeah, you know, I, there's, there's been a lot of injuries and stuff. Uh, you know, that's not the only thing. Like I said, I think the, maybe the coaching, the training was a bit off. Uh, the guys seem to run out a bit of puff. Um, certainly there's a, a selections that I would have made different. Um, and, you know, one in particular seems to be his, his uh, favourite guy. And again, you know, he, he's, sort of, he's got a lot of credits as well, but he, he probably um, a bit too detrimental to the team going forward and, and even the last couple of years. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy to give Greeny the benefit of the doubt for the next few years, see if he can turn it around. You know, we've, we've been forced through a big uh, clean-through of the of the club the last few years. So, um, you know, new crop of guys and, and this, is, this is where he can sort of make his name, I guess. Who, who was that player you were just talking about? <laughs> Have a guess. <laughs> Jake Campbell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Okay. It's such, it's such an important, you know, and it, it doesn't get talked about much. Um, it's such an important position these days at hooker. Um, and, you know, we, we me, I, you know, watch me 
team as you guys would watch your team and every individual player in it a lot closer than, than the outside people would. Um, yeah, I think... He's zero to 100 kilometres an hour all the time. You know, in defence particularly, he, he always seems like he's one tackle away from a, a, a serious injury. He goes that hard all the time on the biggest units too. Um, and he, he just gets gassed too quickly. Um, well, not not quickly, but, you know, they, they're playing for too long. And, yeah. and, and he's just, uh, for a good hooker these days, uh, a running game's good, but you've got to be able to pass. You've got to be able to pass in the first minute, in the 80th minute, and there's just there's not enough accuracy there. Um, he's got one favourite side he likes to pass to. Uh, the other side, you know, has been hit and miss. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, you can understand the relationship there. You know, they go back to the the winner Manly days. You know, him, he was instrumental with Greeny there, and they they went back to back wins there a few years ago, but. Yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, I, I think, you know, next year at best, I'd, I'd put him on the bench where he started with the club. You know, come on, be that impact player, just run the ball, run it. You know, um, his passing, his passing is just, it, it just slows us too much. You know, he's one thing I always notice. He looks one way and then passes the other. You know, tries to head fake the opposition. Uh, which is good, but you know, if you do it every single play, it's not a head fake anymore. Yeah. You're basically telegraphing which way you're going to pass the ball, and and it gives that the opposition that that split second jump on you as well. So you know, it, it just seemed like we were always against the five meter defence instead of a ten meter defence. You know, the the defence is always up on us. It's just too just too slow out of out of the, out of the block. So you just yeah. described Jaden Braley. Oh, mate. Oh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a shortage of hookers in the in the league for sure. You know, you look at you know guys like um, Smithy being around for a long time, and he can pass the ball. He, he, he can read the game. You know, he knows where to pass the ball, not just how to. Um, and you know, they've, they've been at the top for a long time. So, yeah, that's you know, if if, if I was starting out a new club, that's where I'd be spending all my money first up was at a hooker position. You signed a you signed the kid from the Dragons who, uh, apart from is, is it Harry Grant or Harvey Grant from the the Storm? He's he's tipped as he's tipped as one of the uh, the best prospects, best, best number nine prospects uh, uh, from the the Dragons. Robson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese Robson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's got he's got big raps on him. Yeah. Um, wish him all the best. I hope he becomes a future Dally M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, big raps. We've got a couple other guys. We're, we're, we're lousy with injuries in our in our hookers and our depth hookers as well uh, over the last few years. Um, so, you know, it's not like Greeny's had a, a lot of different choices uh, outside of Granville. But, um, yeah, Ruben Cotter, uh, you know, local boy here, Serena boy, he goes good. Um, but, yeah, open, open those two guys get some early games, um, you know, and, and, and just try and, you know, put, put some pressure on that position. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, um, and I do like the Cowboys, um, that they, they are a team that, that Dan and I don't bag, which is a rarity. Um, I have a soft spot for the, the Cowboys because I was a massive JT fan. But over the years, your back line seems to just be getting worse and worse, and it it wasn't very good this year, but you've had guys like Gideon Glee and Mosby and Anari Tuolau. Why haven't what what stopped them from making the next leap and, and taking that Cowboys to having an attacking team? Because Mosby looks like the fastest player going and, and we uh, Dan and I some know someone who knows Jake Clifford and Anari Tuolau and the, yeah, he just he just never seemed to be able to crack it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he killed it. He killed it in the young 20s, you know. I think he's scored about a million tries or something in that one season, give or take. Mm. Um, 2015, I think that was, actually. Yeah, um, Yeah, you know, it makes you wonder sometimes, uh, touched on it before, about training and things like that, whether things get too cruisy up in Townsville. Maybe there's not enough... Uh, 
you know, that, that kind of, uh, what would you say, like, you know, the, the elite sports club mentality, you know, you know, they, they sort of that laid back style, which, which is good, you know, that's, when 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 you when you're a, a club like that, you've got those values. You know, when you actually win the comp, it, it's you know it's a it's a different thing. You you can, you can say you know it was it was guts and it was heart and all this sort of stuff. But um, yeah, there just seems to be you know again, Barber's Barber's another one. Uh, we had old old Bungie there, um, old Bubbler. He, he came and went without without putting the jersey on as well. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, you know, I, I just don't know if there's enough um, cracking of the whip, if you like. You know, maybe maybe the guys are kind of left to their own devices a bit. Um, and up up there, you know, they're, they're they're the kings up there. You know, rugby leagues, everything up in North Queensland. And uh, if if your mind's not right, it could probably. Uh, get to you, you know, and, and they're all young kids. Um, I've got young kids of my own, uh, loves footy, doesn't love the the training aspect and all that sort of stuff, you know, just want to go out and play. And you know, once you get to that level, you, you've just got to, you, you've got to get your mind right. You've got to dig in and, and do all the small things right. And yeah, I think, I think it was probably just a little bit of that. Um, whether it's on the player side, on the club side, a bit of both. Um, yeah, you know, in, in particular with Mosby, you know, like you said, fast. We haven't had someone with that kind of speed for a long time. Um, and a lot of people were, were calling out for him to get more game time, but, you know, he's, he had some off-field stuff. Um, and, yeah, I guess, you know, you got to set a standard somewhere. You can't, you can't reward that that kind of thing. You know, twenty nineteen. You got to, you got to set a standard for your club, and um, yeah, try and try and keep to that. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey Moss, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Yep. Round 6-4 win over the Titans. Is that the worst game of football you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> It's one, two, and three in the top three for me. That was disgusting. You should have given those points back. <laughs> there was a, uh, I think it was in, I think it was in fifteen. There was a, a it was another Origin affected game. Uh, Tigers, I think Cowboys Tigers. I think it was about the same score. Yeah, like it was six four or eight six or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, Dower, as they say. Yeah, so that 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 wasn't your best win of the year, but um, let's jog the memory bank. What was your best win of the year? Yeah, Roosters for sure. Um, you know, which I, I I'm not sure. I don't think we played them again after that win. So I think on a technicality, we are the premiers this yep, year. Correct. I love it. Works for me. Uh, um, yeah, and that was that was a win out of the blue. You know, surrounded by a ocean of losses in that period um boys dug deep and and got it done uh central coast i think it was it wasn't mm. it wasn't in sydney not that sydney they really have a home ground do they no nah. sort of. yeah. um, they don't even have yeah. fans <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um, um juniors nothing what have they got Couple of premiership trophies, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I, 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 I did have that. Um, I did have that down as your best win, but I actually went with the beating Canberra away in Canberra because I, I remember watching that game. One, that was a fun game. You guys just attacked, but two, everything you did, the refs were. I remember the refs being so against you. Like every try that went upstairs, that was a clear cut try. Was no try. Um, That's every game, mate. Yeah, it's. I, I just I just remember, and then I remember Josh Hodgson for about fifteen minutes just tore like turned the game completely on its head, and then it was like he turned around and went, "Ah, oh, no, the Cowboys are too far ahead. Fuck it, let's just let's stop." Um, so I, I put that down as your best win, but I I, I thought that you might say the uh, the Roosters, so I did have that there. Um, now you have said the Bulldogs as your worst loss. Are you gonna are you gonna stick with that? Bulldogs is the worst loss of the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, we, we were coming off a whole heap of losses, and, and we had a period there where we could start getting some momentum, and you know we we did. And we we won the game before it, uh, so we were off to a good start. But um, yeah, that that one that was just uh, that was ordinary. I've got you down your worst loss of the season, losing 42-6 to the Knights. Anytime the Knights score 40 points, it's uh, it's not good. KP, mate. KP, future immortal. How do you stop him? That's a good podcast. Yeah. Knights fans. Just on Kalen Ponga, how did he slip through the cracks? superhuman effort scoring five tries a game to, to warrant it so he's probably uh, you know you got Buckley's chance to actually living up to that hype but um, yeah I don't know he, 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 he was with us for a short time and even that period you know will he stay won't he stay it just becomes such a, a big thing you know it was it, it was bigger than um, you know he was he was the next JT he was going to be the, the JT after after JT and, and all of this sort of stuff, and it was just too big, too soon. Um, you know, too much of a distraction. Uh, yeah, he's a good player for sure. He makes he would have made us a better team, I think. Um, we we held on to Cootie yeah. <laughs> again. You know. He got us. He got us the, the trophy. Um, you know, and again, I, I just keep going back to before I got the trophy. You know, just, it, I, I give all of them them players a, a bit of a pass. You know, so um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's hard. You can't keep them all. The one, the one I, that I, that really annoys me was um, uh, Smithy Brandon Smith. Yeah, um, yes, I used to go. I used to go early uh, to watch the under-20 games to watch him, you know, namesake, but just carving it up all the time in the under-20s. Didn't get, you know, you had, you had Hess, you had Ponga and all them in that team, Kikau, uh, Ueli, you know, and they, they were just, they were smashing them. But he, again, you know, just that, that dummy half run past, he, he was a bulldog and, and he just got that team, the momentum all the time. Um, yeah, he, he was the one that cut when he left. I, I, you know, Ponga didn't hurt me too much. It was kind of almost a, a relief that, 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 you know, the decision was made. But when he left, I was, I was cut deep. <laughs> Yeah, the the, the twenty sixteen uh, Toyota Cup team of the year. I'll never remember that being for anything but being the biggest fast because Brandon Smith was named Hooker of the Year, but Jaden Braley won Player of the Year. Go figure. Yeah. 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 You got anything else? You got you got any anything else to go before we move on to a, a new subject, Dan? Um, oh, I got to jumping ahead a bit. The mm. um, home ground advantage up there has always been great. Moving to a new home ground next year. I, I actually don't know a whole lot about it. Do you, do you think it's a good move? Is it stadium in a different part of town, or, or what's doing there? What's the thinking? <clears throat> that was where I was going unreal. next. It's, yeah, yeah, no, the stadium's unreal. It's it's uh, it's right next to the CBD. Yeah, it's, it's walking distance. It'd be close. I mean, it's not a, a CBD. Brisbane's not that big, but you know, having Suncorp right next to the CBD there, you got all that walking traffic. You know. Uh, and that's what this one is. Uh, it's a lot closer, smaller, smaller town, obviously, and it's it's right on top of it. So, um, you know, parking was a nightmare out there. Uh, transport, you know, it was buses and all that that sort of stuff. On the big games, it, it got reactive, but um, you know, the, the majority of the people can can stay in the city. They can walk to the game. They can walk back. The city will get. The biggest shot in the arm on game days, you know, you'd only have where, the old stadiums out in the suburbs. So after the games, you get a whole lot of people sort of scattering in different directions. A few will go to the leagues. The leagues is just going to cop it after the games. You know, it, it'll be 
10 minutes walking, if that. Um, so, you know, they've done a lot of renos the last few days, uh, last few weeks, uh, fucking how many years, and probably double the, the capacity of the league. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's still not going to be enough. Yeah. It's just going to be spilled out on the street. You know, they might as well shut down Flinders Street after every game and, and, and just do a big party in there, you know. It's, it's, it's going to be unreal, for sure. Yeah, yeah I... That's cool. Yeah. What were we saying then? Oh, I was just going to ask what his uh, favourite game was out of round three and round 19. <laughs> <laughs> no, we moved on from that. We're talking yeah. about the future, mate. We're talking stadiums and... Yeah, my, sort of my, my mum and, ste- and stepdad uh, retired in June and drove up to Airlie Beach and they drove back and stayed in Townsville and... My stepdad, he's, he's like, he loves building and he said that the new stadium, he watched the, the finishing touches of it the other week and he said it's just incredible. Um, and one of the guys, when, when he was walking his dog, one of the, the builders actually said to him, do you want to come in just up through here and have a look around? And Tony got to go in and have a look and he said it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, but just going on the stadium, because that's where I was heading next... Um, I've only been to Townsville once, and I do remember it was like a, a thirty or forty minute bus ride out of out of the out of the town. Um, so, being more locally now, are you expecting there to be bigger interest on game days? You know that, as you said, the, the patronage is it going to be like even more rowdy now? Is that is that the whole purpose of this stadium? Oh, I think you'll get it. Um, yeah, just just for the, the novelty of a new stadium, you're gonna you're gonna bump your numbers up just on that but yeah I mean yeah it makes sense just uh, people like to have drinks at games having it out in the stadium you know the, the buses the buses were always pretty good but yeah they take a bit of time um, you know it's, it's a couple of hours out of your night basically just in transport getting getting there and back a lot of people you know if they want to kick on trying to get back into the city you know it's, a, it's another 30-40 um, minutes again um, like I said, you know, literally, it's it's a it's a five minute walk to the Maccas, it's a ten minute walk to the Leagsy, and and then you're right in the heart of the city. You know, it's probably twelve to fifteen to the Mad Cow. Uh, you know, it's just, it'll it'll go off. Yeah. And if they if they get a good result in the in this first year for sure, uh, and in the next few years, you know, it could turn into a a real kind of you know, experience, you know, the, the whole city just being so close and on top of the city, they could really, you know, build something around it. So, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, I was just up there last weekend. I had a cousin having a 40th in, uh, in Townsville. I was up there and I, I did a bit of a stroll past the stadium and took a few snaps of me, me own and I got an inside man there doing, doing some concrete in the stadium as well, so he sends me a few photos every now and then, show me where my seat is and all this sort of stuff. Um, can't wait. It's yeah. going to be sick. Now, round one, is, is it round one against the uh, the Broncos? Is that is Donkeys. that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that that was the right game to put there? Because it's a new stadium, right? Was that the right game? Because yeah. you're going to get a crowd anyway. Could you have not played... You know, like a Sydney team or maybe Canberra to launch that and then go round three against the Broncos and still have that big crowd? Because I, I, I just feel that if you have that big crowd against the Broncos and then lose, round three is not going to have the same wash to it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I thought the same as well. I thought, you know, Titans. Titans were my pick. Yeah. Um, another Queensland team. Um, Good start to the 4X Cup. low. Yeah, <laughs> relatively low drawing team, I guess, for, yeah. for Townsville, uh, for anywhere, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and commercially, you think, you know, opening the stadium is going to get, you know, you, you, they could throw in the bloody, you know, some, some Bush League team and, and it's going to get packed out. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Broncos later in the year is going to get packed out. So commercially, you know, you've got two sold-out games almost as a lock. But after they announced it, and you kind of think on it a bit, and, and 
over the last few years, you know, it's, it's the same thing about the whole Cowboys, Broncos rivalry that's been build, building. You know, there's been a lot of good games in there, and 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 you're trying to kick off this new stadium and, and start it with something that's you know pretty special. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's probably the game that you would pick from the heart, not so much from a commercial standpoint, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you can understand that. Um, I mean, I know, I know you guys don't get to to pick the round one draw, but I really think the NRL did you no favors there by making it the Broncos in round one. As you said, you could have you could have put a low drawing crowd uh, or a low drawing crowded team. Uh, you know, away team for that round one game, and you were going to have a, a sold out crowd no matter what. I, I think I think they did you wrong there. So, uh, what do you got, Dan? Yeah, the, the the other the other thing though is, um, yeah, you want to get the the stadium off to the win. Yes. So you know, that's, they probably helped us out a bit there. Donkeys are struggling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, pot and kettle, but yeah, you know, if, if we're going to knock them off, we got we got a good chance. And you know, starting the the stadium with a uh, a donkey's routing would yeah. be uh, perfect. Just before Terry asks the big question, I know where he's headed, of course, big news today. Um, I'm actually getting live tweeted and my, my phone's going off. I usually turn it off. Um, I have inside information that you have sweet chilli sauce on your kebabs instead of hot chilli sauce. <laughs> Whoa! I have every sauce, mate. I have, you know... They know what I'm doing, but okay. You're the guy. How's the things? Uh, masculinity and, and source uh, uh, go hand in hand, but you know, I, I, if 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 they come out with something like um, you know Sharky sack sauce and it tasted good, I'm going to have it. I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't buy into that. Uh, <laughs> the whole masculine, masculine. Yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> Right, that's good. Yeah, I got I got five names. Sweet chills, sweet chills, good. I got five names for you, um, same as what we did last week for our Dragons fans. So we're going to start off today. The rumours are, let's go number five. Latrell Mitchell wants to be a cowboy. What are your thoughts on that? Who doesn't want to be a cowboy, mate? Me. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, you'd, you'd probably wouldn't be a cowboy anyway, yeah. so. Yeah, you know, probably maybe a bit of self-preservation. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trail? Oh, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, yeah, everyone. It's the whole thing about uh, the, the the attitude, the arrogance, I guess, versus the skill. Yep. Um, he can he can drop off in games. He can he can run laterally. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be one of our weaker. Yeah, you know, we had Hess in the centre this year. Yeah. Um, we, we were pretty shallow in that in that uh, position. Um, picked up, uh, you know, Masters, which you know, it's fair player. Not a not a you know, you, you'd put Latrell above him for sure. Um, you know, Bunnings Bunnings is better uh, than Masters, but. Um, <laughs> Just flew over the head, that one. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I just, I just got it then. Master, yeah, I got it. Uh, Esau Masters is Esau Masters is number four. So, uh, you, you, I mean, fair signing. Yeah, same, same thing, same thing. You know, yeah, fair signing. Uh, lack a lot of depth. Yeah. Um, in in that in that position, uh, centre's a tricky one. You know. Um, Defense, you gotta you gotta be able to do something. Typically, we've had we've had big centers, um, you know, guys that that they'll take the 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 second third hit up um, and make good meters. You know, you go back to Kano. Uh, a lot of people didn't rate him too much, but you know, he, he was just a meter eater, and that that was our style. I think it still is our style. It still seems to be the style that Greeny wants to run with. Is is just that make meters. Um, you know, push them back, make that space, and then do something with it. Um, so you know, that, that's those those big centres that they're, they're pretty much forwards. You know, so, and out to our wingers too. We've had big wingers, we've had big centres. Um, usually, it's our fullback that's the smallest. Um, you know, back to the mango days, we've always 
seemed to have a small fullback. Um, no, you know, I, I like it. Something, something different. Just a bit more depth depth in that, that position. We certainly needed it. And, um, yeah, I don't know, you know, what are the other options, really? She's, uh, she's putting pickings out there at the moment. Correct, yes. All right, uh, number three. Name number three, I've got Jason Tormalolo. The king of Townsville. Tongan god. Yep. Townsville god, you know, single-handedly took on the entire international rugby league administration. They're trying to run international rugby league into the ground. You know, he he turned that whole thing on its head. Um, You know, know, just the last, you know, what happened on the weekend, you know, that that all happened because of... Couple of years ago, he decided that um, you know he wants to he wants to fight for the little guys. He wants to back his heritage there. Yeah, you know, he's obviously got the, the the Kiwi heritage as well, but he's he's got a choice there that, that he's allowed to make. And uh, you know what he's done is um, crazy. You know, yeah, on on an international level, from a club level, you know, if the guy makes under two hundred meters, people don't talk about it. Yeah, you know, they, they think he's had a down game. You know, that's just a ridiculous benchmark to yeah. have. But that, that's the one he's got. You know, two hundred meters or, or, or bust kind of thing. You know, yeah. uh, he's a machine. Um, we've got him for a long, long time yet. You know, as, as um, you know, however much kind of weight you want to put into contracts these days. But you know, technically, we've got him for a long time now. He doesn't seem to be wanting to slow him down. Uh, he, he certainly carried our team for the last few years. Um, obviously, not not quite enough, but there's only so you know you can only lay that platform, and then you've got to have other guys step up as well. Um, yeah, you know, always leading, always leading the meters. Yeah, you know, he, he sat out a whole bunch of games, and he, he was probably still top five in meters made in the league. I don't know, certainly probably post contact meters. I haven't looked at it, but um, yeah, what can you say? We'll, we'll dedicate a whole podcast to him for real. Yeah, um, just just on that contract, people don't know, but he was very very close to actually signing with the Sharks. It was between the Sharks and the Cowboys, and the uh, the, the I remember the story that came out from Dave Riccio was uh, Tom Lolo had apparently said in his mind that he was going to sign for Cronulla, and he didn't sleep that night. And he was like, "Well, that's it. That that just means I have to sign for the Cowboys." So, look, you got you got a good one. He's he's. One of the best forwards that I've ever seen play. So, um, moving on, name number two, and this is going to be a, a curveball, but Jordan McLean. Go, um, talk to me about him. Yeah, uh, who? Yeah. He, uh, he certainly yeah, has Melbourne syndrome. It hasn't really kicked on. Uh, a bit like Justin O'Neill, we got we got Jazzy from Melbourne, and you know he was he was. Bit slow out of the blocks. He's come good. I'm hoping the same for for Jordan. He's a big unit. You know, you, you've seen him play. He can play. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. uh, all the forwards, really. You know, like I said, a lot of our forwards. We had some forwards getting on. You know, Thump was obviously. Um, you know, he's been. Mammoth over his whole career, uh, slowing down towards the end. Uh, Bolton as well in that that last year, kind of, you know, he he couldn't get to where he usually gets to. And in the game these days, if, if you're if you're carrying a few passengers, the, the whole team just falls down. You know, the the, the interchanges, the forwards are so important. Um, he's got an offload, you know. I don't know whether they, they try and train offloads out of the, the Cowboys. We seem to be very, you know, uh, sparse in the offloads. There's a lot of talk in the start of the season about trying to do a bit more second phase and all this sort of stuff. We did see a bit of it, but, um, yeah, he, he just hasn't kicked on yet for us. Um, it was all a bit strange. You know, he's the vice captain uh, or co-captain or, or whatever, you know, Whatever they uh, gave him the title of, and yeah, he um, 
he's he certainly got it in him. He's had a couple of good games, but that was it. Yeah, it was it was a couple, and um, yeah, he had, he had the injury when we first got him, but um, yeah. Um, hoping, hoping for a bit more. Yeah, Again, it's just you know, the, I'm not going to come back to Volker. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's, we're a bit we're a bit slow out of uh, the play the ball, and and I think the whole team suffers a bit as a result. Um, yeah, just the just the, some of the games that I had to look at when Jordan McLean had a, uh, a a big game, you guys went well, and when he had an average game, you guys got spanked. So um, the last name on here is Valentine Holmes. And before we get you talking, someone tweeted out today saying, oh, it was Special K, that Latrell Mitchell and Valentine Holmes, the Cowboys should do everything they could to build a team around those two and Tormalolo. What are your thoughts on Valentine Holmes returning? Um, local boy. So there's that story. You know, we're, I'm, I'm always uh, for the locals above, above you know, all, all things being equal. You, you pick the, the local boy. Um, you know, he's a great player, you know, you know, just to, just to be in the mix over in the NFL, you know, it's a, it's a, a ridiculous competition over there. The athletes over there are just, um, you know, next level and, and to even just be in amongst it, uh, says something for sure. Um, he's been out of the game though now for a little while. Um, obviously we saw what happened with Hainsey. Hainsey was a bit, uh, a bit older. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that knocked his confidence around a lot. Um, whereas Valentine, he, he yeah, you know, he, he was always going to be on the practice squad there. So I, I don't think he's been. Um, I don't think he should feel rejected or anything like that. You know, it would have took something just absolutely ridiculous for him to actually get onto the main squad. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think confidence or anything, age certainly isn't an issue. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, at, at fullback with drink water, we've, we're, we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Val comes back, you put him at fullback, you know, Drinkwater probably goes into the halves or he's fighting it out in the halves for uh, a spot against um, a big dog. And, and Tamari, if he comes back... Um, Jake Clifford as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's big dog. Oh, Everyone is it? Calls it big dog, yeah, right. yeah. Get on the bandwagon. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> you Cronulla. Slow down there. <laughs> <laughs> McLean didn't come cheap. A, yeah, McLean didn't come cheap. Um, you know, you, you can certainly fit three kind of top dollar players in amongst there. Mm. Four, four, you're starting to kind of get into paper bag territory. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah. If, if it was one or the other, I'd pick Val. Again, you know, just 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 uh, hometown boy. Um, he's obviously he's versatile. You know, he doesn't have to be fullback, although that's probably what he would want. Um, you can move him around a bit. Um, you know, I put him on that that sort of that same level as Latrell, and like I said before, you know, all things being equal, um, you, you got to pick the hometown boy, don't you? Okay, yeah, 100%. Um, anything else, Dan, before we, we wrap this? Yeah, I, um, I can't believe you didn't mention this player, Cohen Hess. Now, three three nicknames I want your favourite. We got Cohen Dress, Cohen Mess, or Cohen Regress. Which one sums up his 2019 best? Uh, 
centre extraordinaire, Colin Hess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Origin wrecked him. Um, yeah, that's that's that hype thing. He he, he went in there and uh, I don't know whether he's put on too much weight trying to trying to bulk him up, playing the middle more uh, off the back of that whole Origin thing. That you know, playing him more in the middle. Um, you know, we certainly tried to put him out on the edge a bit more, playing him in the centres this year. <laughs> Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he slims down and he and he gets his, his sort of sting back in his running. But uh, and you know, of those names, I've got to go regress. Um, but hopefully, there's a uh, there's a resurgence there. Hopefully, there's some progress. There we go. Ah, nice. <laughs> Done it. Uh, I've just I've just been given the uh, the tap on the shoulder. We're under ten minutes left on the the podcast. Uh, so before we go, Brandon, what are your expectations for twenty twenty with the Cowboys? Premiership. Premiership. Perfect. And uh, and if that doesn't happen, <laughs> what are you hoping for? Uh, what grand final? I guess. <laughs> we, I mean, we can do this all night. We just start. Okay, first. Second, we'll just keep. We'll just keep going backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, you know, top eight for sure, but uh, there's still a long time between now and kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, we're through, throwing Luttrell into the mix today. Yeah. Um, you know, the fun's just starting with that whole uh, merry-go-round. You just got to wait and see where all the pieces land. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we sort a few positions out earlier in the pre-season and, and get a bit of training. In, in those positions, you know, things like fullback and stuff like that, you know, that's, like I said, you know, we had Benny Barber there training with us all pre-season and he, um, you know, made a, made a meal of that. So uh, it just, it throws things out of whack. So hopefully, you know, we, we get a decision on Val, we get a decision on Luttrell or, you know, whoever else is going to throw their hat into the ring early enough that we can um, uh, get some training. Yeah, perfect. Uh, anything else, Dan? No, good afternoon, mate. That was, that was good. Yeah, it's good. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about jerseys or what? What's happened with your jerseys? <laughs> what's happened with the jerseys? Are you are you for real? You don't know about our jerseys? No, what's happened with you the seen jerseys? Seen our new strip? Seen our new strip this year? No. No, I, I didn't get the reference earlier. They brought it back, lads. They brought back the ninety five. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant. It's, it's a it's a take it's a take on the ninety five, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's obviously very much '95. Um, yeah, so like I said, those, those horns that we had, eighteen, nineteen, finished out at top eight. It's, it's no coincidence. This year, this year we're going all the we're, we're going all the way with the uh, the OG strip. Oh. I'm having a look at it now, and honestly, I couldn't tell you the difference between this year and next year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got to wrap this up now, fellas. We're getting the uh, the tap from there. So, Brandon, thank you very much. We can catch you on at McCowboys. Uh, Dan, we know where you are. Uh, peace out, fellas. Have a good one, boys. See ya. See ya.